Hi guys, it's Real Talk with Tracy. I found a letter that I wrote about a story that was true about dogs. And it's something that happened in my childhood and I really want to share it with you. Um, and it was also about my dog that passed away, my Portuguese water dog. So I'll just kind of set the scene for you. We've been living in this house now about 23 years. After we were here, about seven years later, I wrote this story and it was to remember my Portuguese water dog. And it was to talk about a promise I made to a ragged doll, which was a dog, uh, back in Simi Valley when I was a child. You know, growing up, I was always very allergic to dogs. Let me take a sip of water here. I couldn't have a dog because I was so allergic. I would get runny nose and I would sneeze and I'd get itchy. And all I ever wanted in my life was a dog. I was one of those kids. I didn't even want to play with dolls. I just wanted dogs. So... I was going through a bunch of old papers and I came across this and I wanted to share it with you and forgive me if I don't read it that well. I am dyslexic so uh, I like to tell stories. I don't like to really read to people but we'll give this a go and see how it goes and hopefully you could appreciate the message. So this is a short story by me. It was a Friday and my 10 year anniversary with the cosmetic company when I was working for L'Oreal, but all I could think about was Rico. My husband and I were off to the vet's office where my baby lay on a cold metal table hooked up to all sorts of IV fluids. The vet said they thought he had too much anesthesia during the surgery to remove his bladder stones. Rico gave out a slow moaning sound and I, he tried to get off the table as soon as he felt that we were there. My eyes filled with tears and I somehow knew this was the end, but I didn't want to face it. Earlier in the day, I had been there with him. The nurse brought in a blanket and told me not to worry. She said, oh, he's just being a big baby. And I said, no, can't you see that my dog is dying? And she rolled her eyes as she closed the door behind her. Hey Rico, I brought your favorite peanut butter and that great chicken soup you like. His mouth was clenched tightly as I tried to gently feed him without any luck. Tears were streaming down my face as I told him how much I loved him and how sorry I was for bringing him to the stupid vet's office. I called the nurse in and requested another pain shot and she said sure and I can pick you can pick him up later tonight. So there we were, my husband and I, almost at midnight. We had finally, after years and years and years of saving money, we bought our new house with the great big yard for my beloved friend. We had been through so many health problems with our beautiful Portuguese water dog. My local vet told me there was no hope for the muscle-wasting illness that was eating up all the muscles around his head. And even though he would eventually die, my husband and I decided to have eyelid surgery. So what happened is he had entropion and his eyelids were turning in and there was hair that was getting in his eye that was hurting his eyes. So let me continue reading. His eyes were falling back into his head from this illness as his eyelids were rolling in 
the hairs were hurting his eyes. Even though it was a big cost, I had no regrets because I made a commitment to him and I promised I would always be there no matter what. As I wa watched him laying there on the table, I flash back to the days when I was a child in Simi Valley. I was a little girl and I always had a love for animals. I was never a big Barbie fan like most little girls, only stuffed animals. And across the street lived Crystal, my neighbor, who owned what I call the ragged doll. It was a stuffed brown dog with button eyes that had been ripped off. She always seemed to toss it around and neglect it and drag it. She let me take the doll for one night, and I was so delighted. I laid in bed all cuddled up with my brown ragged doll, and I told him, I'm so sorry that you have such a bad life. I thought to myself, one day you will be my real dog, my real brown curly dog, and I will take care of you. No one will ever hurt you, pull off your eyes, toss you around. That night was so long, as I held my ragged doll and I made the promise. So here I was and all I could do was put faith in the vet to save him. I looked at him on the table, his eyes closed shut, and there he was again, my curly ragged doll. From my childhood, here he was again. I so desperately wanted to take care of him it had been almost seven years for, since I got him from a breeder in Colorado. He was sold to me at a bargain price because he was considered not show quality. His eyes were huge saucers of green and his lips were bright pink. He was all golden brown except for the white chest and a white paw. He was the dog I had waited my entire life for. I got him at 12 weeks old. Jay and I went to pick him up in the small kennel we had sent to the breeder. I had given the, aunt, the, the ramp agent, sorry you guys, conditioner, shampoo, perfume samples in exchange for taking him off the plane first. From the moment I saw his face, it was true love. It was so hard to believe that six years had gone by so fast. The potty training, the obedience classes, I remember when we went out with some friends, Rhonda and Glenn, to that new great Thai place down the street and later walked into our townhouse and my husband started sh shouting like Ricky Ricardo. Rico had tripped away from his front teeth, a gigantic hole in the middle of the kitchen wall, as if to say, how dare you go to dinner without me? I remember the time he swallowed one of my knee highs, my knee highs and Jay's gold medallion which, well, you know how I found that with a plastic fork going through all of his poops. It had been an adventurous six years with my furry friend. It was about two in the morning and we got a call that he had passed on. His kidneys gave out and just like that, my friend, my brown dog, he was gone. I cried what felt like a river and then a new sensation overtook me that I had never felt before, heartache. I now understood the meaning of true heartache, like somebody had my heart in a vice. A day went by, and then a week, and two weeks later, and then it was time. We moved into our new big house. I looked at the yard, and it was empty, and all of a sudden, all of this lacked any meaning for me whatsoever. This was to be Rico's playground. 
Jay and I put his ashes under one of the pepper trees we planted up on the hill. My husband looked at me as we were looking at the yard. He said, you know, he really would have liked it. And, I, and he said, yeah, I, I agree. He would have liked it. So when I wrote this letter, it had been seven years since Rico died, and I sit there looking over the backyard. I see the pepper tree, and out of all the ones we planted, where we planted Rico, the tree had grown the biggest. I pictured him lying under the tree, enjoying the day, running after the ball, chasing after the birds, and then there it was, a big wet kiss on the side of my cheek. Who came to give her mommy a kiss? It was Tango my new bundle of joy, my big brindle bouvier. And I looked at her and I thought to myself, oh, what fun they would have had together, playing together in this yard, Tango and Rico. It would have been so beautiful. And the irony of all this, guys, was Tango wound up breaking her her femur when I slowly went to a stop sign because she had aggressive cancer. And Tango's ashes are also in the backyard with Rico. We also had another Bouvier, his name was Frazier. He was 120 pounds, just a bundle of love, and he had Cushing's disease. Mm. I decided since then um, and then we had Philly, which was um, another Bouvier. It was an ex-show dog who was just a love. Her ashes are also in the backyard. Like I said, we've been here, I think, 23 to 25 years. So now we have two rescue mutts. I haven't gotten any, um, you know, straight breeds of dogs because sometimes they're bred too close and what happens is they get sick that's what I that's what I think I had three Bouviers that were sick I had a Portuguese water dog you know my brown dog that died and so now we get rescue dogs from the pound that are just mutts that are a mix of you know whatever we have two fluffy terriers and um, Sammy is going to be coming to the end soon He's going to be 14. He has arthritis. He has what they think is a brain tumor. So I have him on um, in the morning and at night. I have him on a anti-seizure medication as well as pain pills. And I'm giving him and Haley the best life possible. You guys, if you know anybody who's getting a puppy or adopting a dog... Let them know what a big commitment this is. You know, um, I've lived in this neighborhood over 20 years and I've rehomed three or four of my neighbor's dogs because they neglect them. Um, you know, not all of my neighbors, but come on, four dogs in like 20 years. People get dogs with the assumption that they're just gonna know everything. They're gonna be potty trained. They're never gonna have an accident. They don't get sick. They're going to come and, you know, defend you when a robber comes in. I don't, they, people get dogs for all sorts of reasons. They're going to walk great on leash. You know, they're going to be just wonderful. You know, dogs are animals. Um, they get sick. They get smelly. You're going to have to wash them. You're going to have to groom them. You're going to have to 
trim their nails, you're going to have to give them tons of love. They need fresh water every day. They need good food every day. They need love every day. If you go out of town, you can't just leave them. You have to put them in a you know really nice uh, boarding facility or you need to have someone coming to your house every day. You can't leave them in the backyard when it's hot out. Um, right now, my dogs, when I'm doing the podcast, are in my bedroom with the AC on, so they're spoiled. But um, if you're going to have a dog or you know anybody who's getting a dog, please don't do it unless you want to make a total, total, total commitment to this living creature. So anyway, thank you. I didn't mean to get off on a, on a, on a lecture about dogs, but... I just see too many dogs that are neglected and it really hurts my heart. Um, We don't always get a good situation when we get a dog. You know, sometimes we get a dog and, and it has illnesses and God has given me plenty of those. Maybe because he knows that I will, I will do whatever it takes and I will be there till the end. So anyways, guys, thank you for letting me share this very... Um, personal story with you. I also want to say that I did start a YouTube channel. I didn't think I was going to do it because let's face it, I don't look like a Kardashian. (laughs) I'm going to be 60 next year and I have a lot of flaws and it's really hard to get on camera because, you know, you want to kind of pick yourself apart. Oh, my teeth are crooked and, you know, I have fat under my chin and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But I do these because I want to be of help to you guys. I want to be of help to people that are listening. And I want you guys to know in this thing that we call life that other people have these experiences and that you're not alone. And it's very cathartic for me. And it's very helpful for me and hopefully for you. I've received such great feedback on my podcast and also my YouTube channel. And my YouTube channel, I have a lot of funny stuff. I have animated stuff. It's not all serious stuff. I have all sorts of things, including my five lessons on how to quit smoking, uh, which I've done successfully now for 35 years. My YouTube channel is the same as this channel. It's, hi guys, Real Talk with Tracy. So anyway, please find me and share. Have a beautiful day and may God watch over you and keep you safe. Okay, guys. Bye.